It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. And we're back with a new episode of the Decal Download podcast. I'm Rich Griffin, Chief Communications Officer here at the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning with Commissioner Amy Jacobs. On October the 18th, 2021, DECAL welcomed our new Early Head Start Child Care Partnership Director. DECAL has been an Early Head Start Child Care Partnership grantee since 2014. Megan Thickus joined us after 14 years of Head Start Early Head Start experience, working with Pennsylvania's Office of Child Development and Early Learning. And Commissioner, as you know, this position falls under our Quality Initiatives and Partnerships Division. Uh, it does, and we are we are so excited when Megan joined our team as director. This is an important um, grant as we are a state grantee, which is a little unusual, but I would say it's a compliment to Georgia, and we sure are happy to have Megan here to lead this work with us. You know, there's so many things that make decal unusual. This is another <laughs> one of those things. Unique, unique. Let's go unique. with unique. I should yes. have said unique. Absolutely. We are unique, uh, unique in as a state agency dedicated to early childhood education and even more so as we begin to sort of peel the layers back. So joining us to talk about DECAL's Early Head Start Partnerships is our new director, Megan Fickus, along with Deputy Commissioner of Quality Initiatives and Partnerships, our old friend, Dr. Bentley Ponder. Folks, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Reg. Well, Bentley, let's start with you. I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit about Megan's role and how important it was to find just the right person for this position. Well, thanks, Reg, and thanks for having us on. Uh, first of all, I mean, this is not the easiest position to fill. I think when I was going back over time, I would say it took us about seven months from posting to, to filling. So, you know, it's a, it's a unique blend, I would say, that we're, that we're looking for with the position. You know, I think we're coming up about one month shy of me being in this role for three years. And I've said many times that one of the biggest learning curves I've had in taking on this role was the Early Head Start Child Care Partnership uh, you know, grant. And I'd been a part of that. I'd actually been part of a team that wrote the grant in 2014. But understanding the grant conceptually is different than understanding the grant operationally. Mm. And so that's where I've had some of the biggest uh, biggest learning curves. And uh, a big part of Head Start is really focusing on those uh, program performance standards. But I think sometimes it's really easy to get mired in the standards and forget the why behind what those standards are. And so I really wanted someone who shared my perspective with that to focus on the big picture and look at the why with, uh, with, all, with all the standards. It's also, as Commissioner Jacobs just mentioned, we are a state agency grantee, and that's just different. And, you know, it's different than most of the way that Head Starts and Early Head Starts are, uh, you know, are organized. And uh, it was important for me to have someone who understood that state level perspective, both in that how it makes us unique, as you and the commissioner just said, but also the tons of resources that it brings. Mm. So it's uh, there's a lot that you there's there's a lot that we bring to the table being a state level grantee. And I wanted to make sure that we had someone that had experience with that and understood that. 
And then last but certainly not least, and it's kind of funny because I, because of the timing, I actually wasn't able to share this with Megan during the interview process. I actually shared it with her between the interview and her interview process and her starting. But uh, our, our, our project's going through a bit of restructuring where we're bringing a lot of the direct services in-house. And so I wanted to, you know, make sure we had somebody that had an experience with team building. Uh, because that's that's in essence what we've been doing. And I know Megan's going to talk a little bit about that in just a few minutes, but it was just important to have someone with that team building experience. Well, Megan, officially, uh, welcome to DECAL. I know we have obviously met and talked before this podcast, just to put it on the record since you've already been here a couple months. Uh, but before we talk about your experience and your plans for this project, can you explain how early Head Start Child Care Partnership grants are different than the traditional Head Start and early start, uh, early Head Start grants. I know that can be a little confusing for most everyone. Sure. Yeah. So um, the early Head Start Child Care Partnership programs are designed to serve low-income working families through full-day, full-year, high-quality child care services, while providing the comprehensive services and supports for the enrolled children and families. So that comprehensive support is something that is typical throughout our Head Start and Early Head Start typical grantees, but the partnerships are really designed to serve those low-income working families. And that's really what sets it apart and what's different in addition to the 10 hours and full year. Um, So a key provision of the grant also is um, the relationship that needs to occur between the Early Head Start grantee and its child care partners. Um, so Early Head Start Child Care Partnership grantees partner with child care programs to provide resources, support, and the delivery of the comprehensive services designed um, to really enhance quality learning environments um, that benefit other children and families sharing in the child care setting. When the Early Head Start Child Care Partnership grantee um, grants were initially awarded, one of the big pushes was that, you know, this was really to enhance the quality of the entire center, um, not just the Early Head Start um, classrooms and the Early Head Start services. So when the Office of Head Start rolled this out, they really wanted to see us increasing the quality across um, the entire child care center to benefit all of the children. Um, so those are just um, really two pieces that um, differentiate early child care, early Head Start child care partnerships from the traditional early Head Start and Head Start grants. Really, anything you would add to that? No, just that. I mean, I think that shows why we aligned early Head Start with quality rated to make sure that we had, you know, quality rated program centers who were part of the grant, but that it would also be a mechanism for those programs to continue to raise their quality too. So it was both to, you know, make sure we had the quality services, but also to use Head Start as a mechanism for them to continue raising their quality. Well, Megan, you joined us from uh, the great state of Pennsylvania, uh, implementing that state's early Head Start Child Care Partnership grant. Tell us a little bit more about your experience there. So, um, like we said, prior to joining DECAL, I worked for um, Pennsylvania. It was the Office of Child Development and Early Learning, who was the state grantee and PA, similar to here in DECAL. Um, We actually had two separate Early Head Start grants in Pennsylvania. We um, had started many, many years ago with a home visiting grant. So, we provided services to families in their home. Um, They had a home visitor, um, and that program was around for about 12 13 years now, um, and that served approximately 124 children across the state of Pennsylvania. And then um, just like DECAL, we were one of the first um, 
grantees and um, which sets us apart a state grantee for early childcare partnerships. Um, and we served 368 children um, spread across the state of Pennsylvania. Um, so that consisted of um, seven childcare partnership hubs. We used the hub model similar to what DECAL used here previously to our restructure. Um, and that had approximately 26 childcare partners across the state. Um, so initially when I was, when I started with um, the Office of Child Development and Early Learning, I started as an early Head Start specialist. Um, I supported um, our home-based programs um, when we, um, prior to having Early Head Start Child Care Partnerships. And then once we got our Early Head Start Child Care Partnership grant um, and we started to really develop and build that program, we um, created a new position, which was an Early Head Start Supervisor position. And I was really lucky um, to move into that role. Um, and one of the unique things about that role was that I was able to um, really grow and develop as a leader. Um, I supervised our specialists and our, our team, but I also um, was able to maintain my caseload. So I continued to support programs um, on the front lines. I continued to have a caseload of programs that I visited, I supported provided monitoring, training, and technical assistance. And um, I think that blend really just um, kept me um, just on top of what was happening in our program and what needed to happen. You know, being able to have that touch with our programs every day and being able to have that, um, that level of involvement with them um, was really important to me. Plus I had longstanding relationships with them, so I didn't really want to give them up. Um, so, you know, I was really, I was really um, glad that I had the opportunity to be able to, to grow um, with the program. Like I said, we built it from the ground up. Um, and, you know, I'm really proud of the work that we did over the years in Pennsylvania. And um, I still keep in touch with them and I know they're still doing great work. So it's, um, it was a great experience. Now, we talked offline that you and your family kind of see this as a, an upgrade in winters moving from Pennsylvania to, to Georgia. That was an upgrade for that you guys. That was definitely so. an upgrade, yes, yes. <laughs> and that's good to know. You're a graduate of uh, Pennsylvania State University with a bachelor's degree in human development and family studies with a specialization in children's youth and family services. Obviously, great credentials. How does that background prepare you for this opportunity here in Georgia? And how do you feel about DECAL and, and our partners here? Um, so as an HDFS major at Penn State, um, that's really focused on studying how people develop physically, emotionally, and socially across their lifespans and in the context of family and society. Um, in addition to that coursework, I had a really amazing internship that helped me really connect that coursework um, in a real life application. And um, I think that just kind of laid that foundation for me to start my career um, and my work here in Georgia. Um, the DECAL partners are amazing. Um, they have all welcomed me with open arms and certainly helped make my transition into my new role um, and the state really easy. So they warned me about that first snowstorm. So I had lots of warnings. So that, that was <laughs> definitely, they're watching out for me. Um, and, you know, I think they're just, um, they're all unique. Um, they all are dedicated to providing um, high quality services to our children and our families. Um, and they have a really strong passion for what they do um, and for the families that we serve. So they're, they're a fantastic group of um, individuals and a fantastic group of partners.
Uh, that's good to hear. Uh, Megan, we know that family and education supports are so important for Head Start and Early Head Start grants. Can you talk about these and the work in Head Start and Early Head Start and why they are so important? Absolutely. So the comprehensive services we provide are really the cornerstone of the program. That's what sets Early Head Start and Head Start programs apart from regular traditional early childhood programs. Um, early Head Start's designed to promote school readiness of children from birth to age three um, by really enhancing their cognitive, social, and emotional development. Um, another piece of that is, is we um, are tasked to serve children with disabilities. So one of our requirements is that at least 10% of our enrollment is um, a child, children with diagnosed disabilities. Um, we also in Early Head Start recognize parents as the child's primary teachers and nurturers and implement intentional strategies to engage parents in their children's learning and development. So when we enroll a child in our program or a family into our program, um, it's with the goal of serving that family as a whole, not just the child. And that's really where our family service specialists come into play. Um, they're typically the first person that our um, families meet um, through the application process. And that family service specialist really um, goes through the journey with the family and the child um, for their entire enrollment in our program. Um, they are there to monitor and to um, really support the child's attendance, um, they're there to monitor the health status of our families to ensure our children are safe and healthy. They have their immunizations. They're um, able to get to and from doctor's appointments. Um, and they're there to really support um, the family with anything they need, whether it be resource and referral. Um, you know, they are the, the, the first line um, for our families. And that connection that they have with our families is, is so important um, for the success of the children. So they're really that connection between the family and the school. And then our education specialists um, are tasked with really ensuring that the education, mental health services um, are met for our children. And then they also provide resource referral and coordination of services for children enrolled um, that have a suspected or identified disability. So that's a really important piece of our program. And that's um, where our education specialists step in to make sure that those children are served um, to the level that they need to be served. Um, and then our education specialists are really that connection with our teaching staff. They're there to um, implement professional development and they are also coaches and mentors for our teaching staff. Um, so they're in the classrooms working with them to ensure that the, the curriculum is um, implemented with fidelity. Um, they're there to ensure that um, the teachers have the professional development and growth opportunities that they need to, um, to excel in their role as a teacher. Megan, we know you've only been here a short time, but um, why do you think DECAL is a good fit for this grant? I think we talked a little bit before about just the amount of resources that DECAL has. And I will say I have been nothing but impressed. And I've said this before um, to my team and to others. Um, I've been nothing but impressed by DECAL since the moment I joined the team. Um, there's such a collaborative spirit here among staff, departments, and divisions. Um, it really makes it so easy for us as a program, especially through restructuring and some of the challenges that we have um, to navigate those. And, um, you know, there's also a strong focus um, on innovation and partnerships. And I think just having that support to be able to change and adapt our approach as needed um, is, is just really beneficial. So um, I think DECAL is just the perfect place for it.
Well, Bentley, um, we recently restructured our program with DECAL, now providing direct services to children and families from education, disabilities, and mental health to health and family services. How is that process going? Uh, well, it's been going a lot better since October 18th. I will <laughs> say, I will say that. Uh, you know, I think it's a, a little, I mean, it's important to understand a little bit of the why with the restructure. So, uh, you know, I mean, and I shared with you, Commissioner, uh, you know, over the course of many months, a lot of the data that we have. I won't go into the data here, but I just want people to know that it was a, a database decision. But what we saw, too, was that there was just a lot of... There, there wasn't the consistency we needed in providing those direct services. And there was just a lot of different communication channels. And we knew that if we brought some of those services in-house that we could help with, with some of those and just make sure that we were consistent across, uh, across the project and also really work on that communication piece. So I would say those were you know, two, of the, two of the biggest re, uh, reasons. I, I think the restructuring is going well. Uh, so as with anything else, when you're in the hiring process, it takes a little bit longer than anticipated. But as of now, we have we were bringing on six specialists, and I think we have four that are entrenched, doing you know out doing the work, uh, onboarded and everything. And then I think we're making offers to a couple more as we take this. So uh, you know, as we get the staff in place, it's it's all moving forward. And just to echo what Megan says, the partners have been great at in you know at embracing the change and working with us. I don't know that we could have done this without Allison Sutherland. So I want to give Allison a big shout out for working with me and helping with the design and, and everything. And um, just, just the support that I felt as we were going through this without a director through the first part of it from the commissioner and from all my colleagues too. Allison is our director of uh, the Head Start Collaboration Office and uh, always appreciate her. Um, Let's talk a little bit about how this early Head Start child care partnership um, increases access to high quality, full day, full year child care for low income working families. And Megan, what do you see as some of the challenges right now on that? I think some of our challenges are um, in line with challenges that others are facing, especially in you know early care and education. Um, we're certainly challenged with recruiting and retaining qualified staff, um, as well as achieving and maintaining full enrollment. And they both kind of go hand in hand. You know, if we don't have the qualified staff in our classrooms to be able to. Um, you know, support our children, um, we can enroll children in our programs. Um, but in addition to that, we're really finding a decrease in the amount of applications. Um, our wait lists are low and um, really needing to look at additional strategies um, to identify families for our services. Um, you know, I think with um, the past two years of COVID, there's certainly just been, um, you know, a change in what families um need, what they're comfortable with. Um, and I, I see us slowly getting back. We're, we're slowly now as centers are staying, you know, open. Um, there's not that influx of opening and closing as much. Families are more comfortable with um, health and safety standards. And, you know, our partners do a fantastic job of um, you know, ensuring that anybody that enters the building is temperature checked, they're masked, um, you know, it, they, they are um, to a T doing what they can do to make sure our families are safe. But um, 
you know, those two things are really one of our huge focuses, um, you know, and it's going to be probably over the next year or so is to really find ways and creative ways to um, attract and retain the staff that we do have that are qualified. Um, in addition to, you know, putting a big recruitment and enrollment push out there for families and children. So they know that we're open and that we're here to, um, you know, enroll their child and provide support. So those are two things that our team is, is really focused on now and our partners as well. Um, one of the one of the biggest benefits of Early Head Start is that it's free. It's free to families. You know, as soon as they um, enroll in our program, they are not charged for tuition. They're not charged for meals, snacks, diapers, formula, you name it. Whatever they need um, during their time with us, um, it is free to them. You know, during COVID, um, we also ensured, and all programs have, that, you know, families still had those things um, during the time that centers were closed. Um, so that really pulls in that family um, that family piece and that relationship piece where we're really there to serve the family. So it's not just the time that they're in our centers. We really um, extend that reach outward um, to, to do whatever the family needs, however we can support them. Um, you know, when they do enroll, um, it, that provides them that access to that high quality um, care, um, which allows those families to continue to work and, and be productive. And it supports the healthy development of children. So with that requirement for families to be working families, um, you know, allowing them a place where they can have their children in our care 10 hours a day, full year, um, there's no break in services for, you know, summer breaks or vacations or anything like that. It really does allow our parents to be out there, um, you know, working working and providing for their family. Um, in addition to that, you know, it's all the other supports that we're able to provide them. It's mental health support if they need that. It's resource and referrals for any crisis that they're in. Um, and, you know, really supporting them, um, you know, in, in anything that they need. So that, that certainly is a draw um, for our families when they enter into our program. Well, Megan, with all that said, what's keeping you busy at this point with the transition we discussed? So, you know, being here just shy of four months, I'm still learning our systems. I'm still learning decal. I'm learning how, you know, this program operates. Although, you know, we're an early Head Start Child Care Partnership Program and we're a state grantee, everybody has different systems. Our partners are all unique, like I said before. Um, and, and, you know, our staff are unique as well. So um, I'm learning them. I'm learning how my team works. I'm learning um, what makes them tick. And I'm learning, um, how decal operates as well. So that's kept me busy um, for the first four months and that will continue to keep me busy. But in addition to that, like we said, with the restructuring, we are onboarding and hiring new specialists. Um, that's been, we, we were hopeful that we would have them on sooner than we did, but we're really happy with the team of four that we have hired now. And like Bentley said, we've got two more out there that we are um, excited and hopeful that they will accept offers and join our team relatively soon. Um, so that's been that's been um, time consuming as well. But in addition to that, we are in the depths of revising and creating new systems and policies and procedures. Um, this looks completely different for us now. So what worked before with our previous model is, um, you know, completely changed. So we just have to bring all of those um, systems up to speed and we have to ensure that we have um, policies and procedures to support that. So those are the things that I'm, I'm really focused on and my team's really focused on now um, and keeping us really busy. 
That's great. Great information today on the Early Head Start Child Care Partnership. Megan, did you mention you have a son that lives in Alaska? I do. I do. He's um, stationed in Alaska. He's in the United States Air Force, and um, he's in Fairbanks, Alaska, around Fairbanks, Alaska. He actually lives in North Pool, Alaska. So that's a little draw for my little one um, come Christmas time when um, we can say he um, actually lives a couple miles from Santa Claus Village. So wow. it's, it's cool. <laughs> Got yeah. an inside track with the big we guy. Do. We do. We I'm, do. I'm, We've used it. We used it this past year. So, yep. And uh, you guys are settling in well uh, with Georgia? Good. We are. We are loving it here. We are settled. Um, I'm a planner, so I think my goal was to be settled before I really got here. So um, we made the move and we were settled and we were ready to go. So it's been it's been fantastic. We are absolutely loving it here and couldn't be happier. That's great. Well, it's great to meet you. Great to have you here at DECAL. If listeners want more information on Early Head Start, uh, and our decal partners, where can they go? They can go to the decal website. They could certainly reach out to myself. Um, my email is megan.fickus at decal.ga.gov. Or um, the Office of Head Start actually has a really fantastic um, website. It's um, the Early Childhood Learning and Knowledge Center. Um, it's ECLKC for us um, Head Start folks, um, but um, their website is eclkc.ohs.acf.hhs.gov, and that is um, you could find anything related to Head Start, early Head Start. You can find center locations, jobs, postings. I mean, it's it's quite um, a wealth of information. Tell you what, we'll do. We'll do them a favor and put that website a link in the notes for this great. podcast so that you can go straight there and get more information. Uh, great information today. Megan Bentley, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Now your questions from the water cooler. Hi, I'm Melinda Knowles, and I work in the Quality Innovations and Partnerships Division here in Waycross. My question for Commissioner Jacobs is, what do you like to do on the weekends? Well, thanks for the question, Melinda. Uh, My weekends are usually pretty tied up with my children's activities. Uh, Right now, we are in the end of basketball season for both my son and my daughter, and then we will be moving into softball and probably flag football. So mostly um, activities for my kids, and then, of course, just catching up on fun mom things like laundry and planning the menu for the next week. So all normal things that you probably do on the weekend as well. And, you know, we haven't talked about it for a while. How old are the kids now? Oh, my goodness. Charlie is 13, um, and he likes his friends to call him CJ, but I refuse to call him CJ. And (laughs) Lane uh, just turned nine, so seventh and third grade. And Lane likes for her friends to call her Lane. Lane, yeah, she or yeah. Adele. She she is uh, she's Adele these days. That's all we hear is all the Adele songs very loudly. <laughs> Concerts Usually doing homework. <laughs> at the drop of a hat, you get a live concert. Whatever there. you want, yeah. Whenever you want to hear some Adele, mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. Time for the decal download quiz, and your chance at winning a great prize in our contest. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers received. Just email your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov. Here's the question. Where did Megan Thickus previously work with Head Start and Early Head Start? Where did Megan Thickus previously work with Head Start 
an early head start. You could win a nice prize from the Alliance Theater, Chick-fil-A, Georgia Lottery, the School Box, or Shake Shack. Again, the email, decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.